Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart. Fortnite show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. Thank you for tuning in. I am so happy and thrilled to have on my show today, the one and only Dave Nixon or Diamond Dave Nixon, whichever way you know him. Dave is the owner of Funk Fitness Australia, which is based in Canberra. Dave is also a coach and a podcaster. Dave has worked in the fitness industry since he was 18 and has had the opportunity to train and work with over 5,000 people. He founded Functional Fitness Australia in 2012 out of Canberra and now works intimately with coaches, personal trainers, business owners through the human movement to improve their reach and influence on the fitness industry and beyond. Dave is a regular contributor to Men's Muscle and Health magazine and his awesome podcast, Mind Over Movement, features weekly on the Wellness Couch with the lovely Lauren DeWitt. I have had the privilege of meeting Dave at an event in 2015, and I just felt a genuine instant connection with him. Dave and I chatted. He encouraged me, gave me some great ideas, how to incorporate movement into my life and to improve the level of movement and my general well-being. He is a general all around nice guy. He's loads of fun to be with. So welcome Dave to the show and thank you so much for being here. Wow, that's a fantastic introduction. So thank you very much for having me on, Wendy. Oh, it's my pleasure. I think we had an instant connection when we met up at Marcus Pierce's event in Byron and I know we talked a lot and you really helped Duncan and I narrow down some goals and some, you know, simple things we could do to help with our fitness and I will truly be grateful for that always. Well, uh, I think the, the key is to making things simple, right? Exactly. It's easier to complicate stuff. In fact, most industries want to complicate it to confuse you to make it easier to sell you something. Correct. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. You, you eat food and, and you move. However, it makes you, it makes you excited. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. So, Dave, you know, I always love to start at the start with my guests. What got you in, interested in the fitness industry? How did you come to be part of this and how did you come to launch Funk Fitness? Well, 
my, I just mentioned before, I, I'm house-sitting at the moment. Yes. I'm house-sitting at Labradoodle, and she is, her name is Nellie. I've been out all day, so she's just come in, and she just wanted all my attention straight away. Hello, Nellie. <laughs> yeah, you behave. Um, so in relation to getting into the fitness, I actually got asked this question last night. So the second time I got asked in, in quite a, um, I don't know, last time I was asked a question, but I basically started the industry when I was 15. Right. Um, oh, sorry. Actually, that. so I, no, that's okay. That's okay. I started managing gyms and, and whatnot by the age of 18, but, um, when I was 15. Okay, so yeah, it yeah. actually came from, I played a lot of sport as a youngster, a lot of cricket and AFL. <laughs> and my, um, my mother said to me uh, at the time that I wasn't going to play cricket for Australia and I should probably start bringing in some sort of income to the house. <laughs> um, so, uh, from there I, um, actually went and did work experience at a, a gym here in Canberra called Flames Fitness okay. as a 15-year-old. And one of the bits of advice I was given was um, to always ask, like continually ask questions, keep asking questions, ask for help and, and sort of keep on sort of being interested, I suppose. And it was pretty easy to do. It was an in- industry that I was somewhat interested in as a 15-year-old. But, yes. um, yeah, and from there I got to the point where they asked me to um, – I was probably annoying. They asked me to clean everything black off everything white, um, which brought them some a couple of hours <laughs> that I did, wasn't sort of bugging them with questions. However, that paid off, and they uh, gave me a paperwork job. Okay, yeah. That I would do while I was in uh, in year ten, and then as I uh, turned sixteen, I started do, doing a traineeship, which got me nice my qualifications in the industry and sort of progress from there but I suppose I talk about this a lot through my mediums is that a lot of the reasons why people start in the industry um, isn't usually why they continue in the industry which is really interesting so they usually get in the industry to because they they genuinely want to help people and um, they they enjoy fitness as a concept and so that's why they start and then they get a little bit further in and then they they shift from wanting to help people to making sales and I think that's where the industry um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the fitness industry at all. Uh, I've been in it for, for 12 years now. And I suppose Functional Fitness Australia um, came as almost born out of frustration as opposed to inspiration right. um, with the industry in the sense of going, the fitness industry actually makes money off people who are making decisions out of fear or who are un- uneducated. Like, they don't, they don't make money off um, educated mentally, you know, um, Mentally, uh, I don't know if it's the right, right word. Like um, consistent yeah, people, people that you know, people who are you know yeah. aware of what's going on and are educated totally. how to how to approach the industry. So you know, yeah, absolutely. Like, I know a lot of people that um, don't go to gyms that are health, significantly healthier than a lot of people that do go to gyms. And we yes. also have to understand that health is is um, it comes from a mental health side of things first, and then a physical health will be from that. And so. Like our facility here in, in Canberra, both of our facilities, like we don't have any mirrors um, right. for a whole bunch of reasons. We work in small group training for the reason being that, you know, the way that you squat and the way that I squat are very different because our levers are different. Our, sure. our learning styles are very different. Um, well, ours are probably the same, but <laughs> other yeah, people yeah. Are, are very yeah. different. So it's really important from a coaching point of view to um, – give the right information to the right person at the wrong time and a lot of the times in the industry people will give the right information to the right person at the um the wrong time yes, yes. so um it's something that we i suppose we've developed over time and, and sort of looked at that and going well the best way for us to make a big impact in the next generation is to educate the current generation and the goal is to, to put ourselves out of business to get our clients not to need us 
That's awesome. That's absolutely an amazing philosophy. You know, how awesome that that's what you want to do. And yeah, I I will say honestly, Jim's always intimidated me. I think I said this to you in Byron when we were talking one time. It was just, you know, when you're not at your, you know, you think you're not at your fittest or you don't fit the gym look for want of a better phrase, it can be really intimidating walking in, you know, to try and get some help or to try and get started. So leading on from that, what advice would you give someone who, you know, is it's 2017, we all want to get started, you know, if they want to go to a gym or find a personal trainer, would you have some advice that you could share with the listeners as to how they could go about approaching this? Sure. To do some research on, um, I suppose, on quality of coaches in, in your area as well. I think a lot of the industry is moving into more of a functional sort of, I mean, I think functional fitness is a fad, even yes. though my company name is functional fitness. Yes. I don't, I don't believe functional movement is. I believe that's how we move as a species, yet, um, just doing an exercise because it's called a functional something yes. is like eating something that's, that's fat free, right? It's just, it's just a marketing ploy. So, um, you know, we talk about squats and it's not about putting a bar on your back and, and squatting. It's about understanding that, um, as a, as a human being, we want to be able to squat down and do things in the garden or in life for, for decades to come. So it's understanding that as like, you know, if your one hour in the gym doesn't help positively impact your 23 hours outside of that facility, then it's a cost. It's no longer an investment. So we, we lose this concept of fitness or should I say we, we get lost in the concept of fitness and in doing that we lose this idea of, of long-term movement and a lot of people sacrifice long-term movement for short-term strength or short-term fitness. Understand. And, um, and so the idea is to be able to do the research and also look at like what is it that you actually want to do. Um, people go, I want to lose weight that, as an example and I think I often did pass that in one of the conversations that I'll have with people when that first inquiry is like, look, I'll be honest with you, I have no interest, I don't care about a before and after photo for 12 weeks to put on my social media. Yes. I want an email from you in four years' time thanking me because you don't have any knee pain when you go skiing with your family. Yeah. I'm like, that's actually what matters. So let's talk about what matters because that should be dictating what kind of training you're doing. Okay. A lot of people don't need to go to the gym. A lot yeah. of people should be outdoors. A lot of people might join a badminton team. Like yes. it, it, the, the, the vehicle you choose should be one that you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, you won't continue to do it. So sometimes people fail at the gym because the the gym as a concept actually really isn't that human, you know, Um, well, in the traditional sense. Sure. It doesn't mean that there can't be good people there and great people to help you improve your life outside. There is. That's why it's really important to do your research. And, you know, in our facility here, we have 120 clients in one of our gyms and there's 400,000 people in Canberra. Like, we can't service everyone and we understand that. So we want to service the people we can extremely well. And I know a lot of other community gyms are like that. So I I find it best to, to, I'm heavily invested in community gyms. I think they're fantastic. A lot of my best mates have community gyms in the same suburb, in different suburbs, in different cities. And, um, you know, I I think the best thing about community gyms, even though they might be a little bit intimidated to begin with, like find your own. I, you know, the example I give is that I have a lot of good mates that, don't train at my gym and probably shouldn't. They're still really good mates of mine. Yes. It's exactly the same that when I catch up with them for a beer, I'm having a lager, they're having a pale ale. Yes. And it's completely fine. Like, we don't have to drink the same thing. We don't have to train in the same place. Sure. I think community gyms allow you to really feel a part of something more and bigger than yourself and more, you know, more important, I suppose. And there is that sort of, uh, 
I feel it's important to have some sort of accountability buddy and a coach because your accountability buddy shouldn't be your coach um, and your accountability buddy um, in a community and comes from the whole community and I think that's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I myself, you know, as you know, I've been on a bit of a journey and doing my thing and I've gone from, you know... I've been watching. (laughs) I know you have and I appreciate all your support and encouragement. And, like, for me, I've tried, you know, I've done exercise classes, I've been to the pool, I've tried community, I've tried gym on my own, I've tried gym with a trainer. So for me, it's evolved over the last few years. It's evolved. What I've needed has changed and what I want has changed. So, you know, totally. I definitely encourage people to find what works for you. And for me, as I'm sure I've mentioned this before to you, but maybe not to the listeners, for me, my fitness started with a kitchen timer on for 10 minutes walking around my house. That's how I started. So how good that? If that's what, it's as simple as that, it's just get up and move is what I believe. So, and I think that's what you're saying too. Just find whatever works for you and what you need at the time. And it can be an evolving, changing thing. Oh, absolutely. It has to be an evolving, changing yeah. thing. Because what works when you're 25 doesn't work when you're 40. <laughs> and so in so many facets of our life, and as much as we try and always manage everything else in our lives, we try and manage other people and, and make sure that things are sorted and people are happy and this and that, we forget that our us ourselves, we're getting older, yeah. whether we're getting older between 20 to 30 or 40 to 50, doesn't matter. So I had my dad's 60th on the weekend just gone, and it was really powerful, I suppose, to see all three generations in the backyard playing soccer from my nephews to my sister's husband's brothers-in-law, so they're called <laughs> brothers-in-law and my yeah. dad. And, you know, they're, they're all playing, and like yeah, those moments are so important to my nephews and my dad, and obviously the brothers-in-law as well. And it's something that's like, well, dad's training, whatever sort of training he does, yes. has to help amplify that right otherwise if it's taking away from that then it's just not going to work so what works his name's tony what works for 35 year old tony yes it's just not going to work for 60 year old tony sure. it has to change and it has to evolve and i think um having the the conscious um sort of third person view into your own life allows you to make those decisions without the attachment and put it this way if you're if you're afraid of like letting your personal trainer down because it's not working anymore like that's a bad relationship yes, and if you're doing yes. it if you're doing it there you're probably doing it in other areas of your life and so mm. it, it's one of the most powerful things that you really have to go am i happy no and if you're not happy have a chat with them if it doesn't change then you've got to move you've got to move on and yeah. it's just it actually is that simple and I'm fully aware, even though we've been operating for six years as a, as a company, yes. I'm fully aware that we've had clients there for four, five years, six years, I think even. Uh, out of the six, I started with six clients and I believe two of them are still training with us, if not three of them are still training with us. Yes. Yet I'm aware people's lives change. Yeah. People are going to come and they're going to go and the best that I have as a coach, and this is how, if there's any personal trainers or coaches listening to this, I, I really believe this is really powerful, is that you have either a day, you have either one hour or you have a bucket of years to be a positive influence in someone's life. Sure. And it's so crucial for us to do that. And if your coach and trainer isn't doing that, if they're getting you to do things out of fear, then what they're actually doing is building a dependency. And what happens when they remo- you either remove them or they remove themselves, then you revert back to your default. And nothing actually changes and they're more, therefore everything was actually a cost and it's like when people say oh what a, you know it's worked for me in the past when I did X and it's like well if what we did work you still don't have it so 
it's it's a it's a harsh thing to hear, but it's like a diet where you lost weight didn't work if you gained it back. Yeah. So it, oh, exactly. it's really okay. been yeah. Exactly. Sorry, Sorry, Dave. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened to me last year. I um, started with the personal trainer and it just wasn't working for me. And I tried and I tried and I just went, you know what? It's just not happening because I hate going there. I'm not enjoying it. I'm doing it out. You know, I go there and I'm already aggressive and angry and not happy about it. So I, I did exactly what you said. I spoke to the person concerned. It made no difference. I went, right, this is not working for me anymore. So I took myself Perfect. out of that situation. And it's, yep. you know, it just, it's, it's, it is what it is. And yeah, it takes, you know, you have to know what's working for you and you have to be honest with yourself. And, um, it took me, you know, a few months to work up the courage to walk, you know, to leave, but I did. It was the best thing I ever did. So, totally. you know, yeah. and now I have another trainer and he's awesome and he gets me and, you know, we work really well together and it's just amazing. So I'm really, really grateful for that. So, Dave, could you, could, thank you. Could you suggest, like, to someone starting out, how could they just try and incorporate more movement into their lives? Do you know to get to think about? Not, not. So, I'm not talking about exercise. I'm just talking about having a more sure. active lifestyle, or you know, like I started with ten minutes and a kitchen timer. So, you know, is there anything else you could possibly share with you know the people listening that they could start on their journey somehow? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, what I want to point on is that the chicken timer did you spend? The kitchen timer. You know the little chicken um, timer. That's great. Timer? I like that. Yeah, exactly. The chicken so, timer, I call it. So I put it on 10 I, minutes and walked around the house because that's all I could do. Beautiful. So that's a really good like. That's a really good place to start, right? What I want to point out is that you used the chicken timer for 10 minutes and that was the starting point. Yep. What, though, drove you to do that is what's the important thing. Like, why were you what, – what was the instigator? They go, all right. I have to do something. And so whatever that is, is what I'm going to recommend the person to do. Sure. And so you can, we can give tips out. I've got obviously hundreds of tips yes. of how to add extra movement into your life. The biggest one that I can give you is that we need to train our mind as much, if not more, than we train our body. Right. And so the biggest thing, the first thing we have to do is go, well, am I exercising out of a chore? Am I doing it because I should do it? Or am I going, hang on a sec, you know, Give my dad as an example. I'm like, if he doesn't do it, then he can't play with his children. He can't play hockey still. He can't do these things if he doesn't actually make sure he maintains good joint mobility and, you know, lower cholesterol and does these just basic human movement things. So I think that's the the first step. And it's probably the hardest step, yet it's it's also a little bit confronting. And I think that's one that a lot of people need help with, and that's okay. I need help with it as well. I I have coaches in in my areas of my life, and I need to have coaches in areas of my life because I know my DNA. So my, my first recommendation is to really go, why is the desire there to exercise or move more or to get started? That's the first thing that I recommend people do because whatever that why is, and it could be like, it could be you got a puppy, it could be you got a dog and, you know, you would hate for it to be unhealthy or whatever it is. And so that could be it. It could be that you've got a grandkid on the way. It could be a whole range of things. So, um, or that you want to do a particular hike in two, three, four years time. I think that's a fantastic experience based goal. So, that's number one. Number two, an easy way to incorporate more moving into your life is to find something that you enjoy doing or find someone that you enjoy doing things with yes. and do it with them. So I, I, the when I train my coaches for our facility, yes. I'm like, clients come through in three stages. One, you have to your job's not to train them when they first come in. Your job's to make sure they enjoy it. 
That's your role. Yeah. It's so important that they enjoy their session. Don't worry about giving them all your brain or trying to impress them or trying to make them, you know, smash a workout. Don't worry about that. If they enjoy it, they'll come back. Yes. If they'll come back, they'll start to understand. If they understand, they'll stay. And so that's something that I think is really important for every single individual is to go, hang on a sec, what is it that I do enjoy? Well, when I was younger, I enjoyed dance. Well, go, go dance. Yeah. Like Google, like you know, um, folk dancing in my area or something and, and, and find, like, that is, that is great because you're doing something that you can do for the remainder of your days and you thoroughly enjoy it. And it could be bad. It could be racket sports. I promise you is that someone in your age bracket is out there doing something that you enjoy and they want to attract more people to it so that we can catch up for coffee somewhere randomly, right? That's just how, that's what what life is. So I think that's something is a really, uh, stress-free, easy way to incorporate more movement into your week, but into your day is simply set small targets. Set one thing. You, you set a perfect one. Ten-minute chicken time or walk around the house. Yeah. Um, and if you're the person to not want to be out in the weather, then that's an easy one. Um, otherwise, the other thing would be to set your alarm and put it away from your bed. We're, better, we're best off doing things in the morning because our brain doesn't get in the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, and put it away from you. Don't have it next to your bed. You'll sleep better anyway, but put it away from your bed so that you have to get out of bed to turn it off. Yeah. And then yeah. when you turn it off, just walk around the block. Yes. Walk around the block. And if you if, if you just do one block and you're like, that's all I've got today, then go back to bed. Yeah. You can go back to bed if you need or you yes. can get ready for work. If you feel like you want to do two, then do two, yeah. right? The, the, what's more important than, than getting fit or becoming fit is getting started and building momentum. I could not agree with you more. Absolutely couldn't agree with you more. One hundred percent. Because you know, I started my why was I was with my friends' kids playing soccer in the school holidays because I usually have you know have them over a day in the school holidays, and I was puffed out after just you know five or six minutes. And I just want to be, I just said to myself, I do not want to be fat Annie Wend sitting on the sidelines anymore. I, I want to participate because I played a lot sure, of sport, perfect. you know, I played a lot of sport growing up and stuff and, you know, life, the universe and everything got in the way, but it was like, no, I don't want to be on the sidelines anymore. I want to participate in life and I want to get off as much medication that I'm on. I want to get off it. And that was my why. Right. Really powerful. That's good. I love that. Awesome, awesome. So, Dave, that's the other thing I was going to say is, you know, if you go to a gym and you find someone that works for you, or you know, whatever a facility, a training, a class, or whatever. Yep. I think the important thing, what you said, I just want to touch on really quickly, is that having an accountability buddy is the best thing on the planet. I have friends. Totally. I have friends who help me with that, but I also have Dunk, and he he is the best. He's like Dunk's the man. I don't drive. So if you don't go, I can't go. And there's even a point where last year he physically got a, got my sports sock and stuck it on my bed while I'm still in bed, stuck it on my foot and went, well, you're going now because I need to go. And I'm like, oh, right, I'm coming. So, you know, it's, it's really big. And sometimes I need to be that for him. And I'm very, very thankful that we have that with each other. But I also have a network of friends who, if I, if I need it, they will be there and they will, you know, say, come on, you need to do this now. But I absolutely enjoy what I'm doing for my movement and my fitness. So, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. I know I'll keep doing it till I find something else to love and do. So, you totally. know, I think everyone just needs to chill out and just get started. As you say, just get started. It's true, right? You just got to rock up. Yep, so the, the, absolutely. The, the key to that, like, you have to enjoy it. And I think that's yep. a facet of training that so many of us 
have either A, forgotten or B, like told that it's punishment and like uh, you're punishing your body if it's not yeah, painful, yeah. it's not working, like all these sorts of things. And it, I mean, there's, there's elements of that for sure, yet the problem is, is that uh, at the end of the day, you have to pay bills through, your, through the work that you work and like sure. we have so many stresses in our life and this is what I train my coaches to, to yes. understand. Like people have so many stresses in their life. Don't make the gym one of them. Don't make the gym an extra, like they're going to, of course, they'll get stressed and we we create a very safe environment for people to train. And the reason why we do that is so that they can actually push themselves to their ability and we can only, we can only become, that's very vulnerable, right? We can only become vulnerable when we feel safe. And so there's, there's so much of that, which is so crucial for, for finding a facility that works for you and, um, that is, is so dependent upon long-term, uh, health. Like that's nothing, like nothing matters. Like 12 weeks, it, it, that'll pass regardless. Don't worry about that. Yes. It, it matters where you're going to be in four years time, five years time, you know, 12 months time, sure. But like, it's, it's just remembering that the industry sells these long-term psychological problems and yes. then it, it, it then sells short-term physical solutions to create repeat customers. Yeah. So, the ability to really, and it's important for us to educate people and improve their health IQ, which is what we refer to, um, to make sure that people don't have this adverse um, understanding of um, of training as some sort of punishment. Like you sh- training should be a uh, celebration of what your body can do, not a punishment of what your body doesn't look like. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. So, Dave, I'm just going to turn to tack a little bit over here. What do yep. you, what do you do every day? Like I know you must have you have such a full life, but what do you do every day to maintain your own health and wellness? Do you have rituals, things you do every day, things that are non-negotiable? What does Dave Nixon do to you know keep on track? Uh, I'm really uh, very creative. I've learned a lot more about myself probably in the last eighteen months. And yeah, my own. I suppose I use the term DNA or self awareness and. I'm a really creative, dream-driven person, and yes. that allows me to be consistently inconsistent for scheduling and and like time organizing and all that sort of stuff. It's not really in my DNA, so yeah. I, I have people <laughs> around me that are really good at that, and I yeah. try to do as much as I need to do in that, in that realm. But also, yes. what that means is that um, I work differently, and I like change. Yes. Um, I actually thrive off change, and so uh, I don't have any specific rituals like every morning. Um, I, I, the first thing I try and do once I get up and I get in the car is put something positive on to listen to, not music. Okay. Um, yep. So I'll listen to. So I, I actually I, I could listen to audiobooks or podcasts, but I actually just listen to YouTube. Oh, so nice. I have YouTube read, which means I can look at my phone and it will still play. And yes. I listen to anything from podcasts that have been uploaded through there through to um, motivational stuff or um, particular speeches or compilations of them. Um, okay. So that's probably one of the, the main things I do every single day. Yeah. Otherwise, I also have a journal, um, and I call it the I Am Journal. Okay. And so what the I Am Journal is is basically, and I don't know what got me doing this, but it's, I, I seem, it seems to be pretty positive, is that I find time each day. And I literally write a list of I am. I, I'm fully aware of how powerful the word I am is. And I, whatever words follow I am is basically what you agree with. It's what you understand to be true. Mm. So um, whether you want to call it God or the universe or consciousness, um, whatever that is to you, that only has a very small vocabulary. Yes. Its vocabulary is, yes, that's true. So when you go, I'm tired, 
he responds with, yes, that's true. When you go, um, I'm, I'm a driven personality, yes, that's true. When it's like, I'm not good at this, yes, that's true. I've always been a failure, yes, that's true. And so what I'd use that I am um, book to do is to write a list of things that I believe to be true about me, and then I write a list of things that I may need that day. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what I need that day. And maybe it's a tough day ahead, I need courage, or um, and I'll write, I am courageous. Um, I've written things such as, um, I'm happy, um, I'm enough, like it could be anything from that right through to I'm a world-class author. So um, that's something that I've found that when I do that consistently, I'm in a far better um, frame of mind to be able to deal with situations and, and, and give back to people, and especially because I'm so big on being a contributor. Yes. I'm so much like, you, you know, it's, uh, once again, coach coaches, I'm like, don't build a client base of customers, build a client base of contributors, and you will have a business for like decades to come. Yes. So, because I'm so big on that, a lot of it's sort of centered around there. So, that's probably two big things that I, I really aim to do every single day. Um, the, the third thing that I'd aim to do every day would be to, to train. Now, um, when I say train, it's like, uh, training isn't always exercise. So, um, training to me is the whole, kit and caboodle so training is recovery practices such as mobility or a massage or chiropractic um, training is also exercise so I enjoy a lot of uh, Olympic lifting is what I've done but in the past I've done martial arts and powerlifting and crossfit and all sorts of bits and pieces so Ooh. yeah I, I do something to give back to my body yes. um, uh, every single day so whether that be yeah sometimes it's lifting and sometimes it's Mobility. Sometimes it's literally. Sometimes it's a nap, and that's what I need. Yes. So, yeah, it's. it's I suppose it's been better now as I get a little bit older to, to listen to what I need as opposed to um, running out of or, or operating from um, patterns that were built in the past. That's amazing, Dave. That is really, really inspiring, and I think people are going to get a lot out of that. So, thank you. So, what I'm about for thank fun? You. What about for fun, Dave? What do you do for fun? What do you like to do when you're down? Oh, I'm weird. I'm yeah. weird. Well, so, that's why we like each other. <laughs> that's true. Yes. I, I mean, I love reading. Um, yeah. So, but I don't read novels. I actually read psycho, like psychological books. Or um, uh, what am I reading at the moment? The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Okay. Um, I'm reading at the moment. I just read in my letter. Um, I'm gonna. I apologise in advance, but I just finished reading before that the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson. Um, excuse my language, okay. Wendy. Um, I'll only drop one. I've been good. This. I've been good. No, I know. Right? Even I've been uh, good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dave. You know uh, how we roll. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then um, I can't remember what I've read. I mean, Five Love Languages was a fantastic book. So, yeah, that was really um, amazing. That book. Yeah, yeah. So, funnily enough, I read the single edition. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, all, all that sort of stuff I find really, really interesting. So for, for downtime, I actually enjoy reading. Um, my, if, if I was forced to just do nothing, then yes. I think that would make me more stressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm happy to do nothing sometimes. Otherwise, uh, I don't watch any TV. I don't have a TV. I house it, so I go from house to house. So, um, But if I was to watch any TV, I grew up playing a lot of cricket. It's the only TV I watch. I love cricket. I so. love you. I love that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. So, well, I yeah, mean, so, come on. I'm Indian. It runs in the blood. It's in the DNA. <laughs> it's true. Well, you'd be happy to know that when I was 15, I was a room assistant for the Prime Minister's 11 cricket team. Um, and we were versus India that. at the time. 
Oh, yeah, we were both in India, so I, I got to sit down and have a chat to, to Surabh Ghanguly while he was having lunch oh, and wow. asking questions and uh, spoke to Bobby Simpson, Steve Waugh. Oh, my God. Um, I even had to buy um, Tanduka. I had to buy him red frogs to take back to his family. So. Okay. The Steve Waugh bit, yeah, I'm jealous. Now I'm truly jealous. <laughs> yes. So, Actually, uh, I'm jealous good. of all of it, but, you know. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good guy. I think he was, uh, his last international match, he was ready for a... Um, for a break, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I still miss him. So, but anyway, that's a whole nother, That's a whole nother podcast, Dave. It definitely is. <laughs> so, do you play sport at all still, or um, not at the moment? Not not in the traditional sense. Yeah, I, I yeah. played a lot of AFL and cricket growing up. I oh, played okay. both at state level, but um, I which is pretty easy in ACT in comparison to Victoria, but yeah, more Queensland. Yeah. But um, yeah. So as far as uh, since then. I played hockey and I think other sports as well, but otherwise, uh, in my late teens to early twenties, I did a lot of um, Muay Thai, Thai kickboxing. Oh, okay, um, okay, yeah, yeah. And I ended up um, fighting and I'm getting the ring after four years of training um, wow. when I was 23, um, and uh, realised how much that took away from my business. So I, I sort of put that on the back burner yes. and moved more into a lot more sort of lifting sports. So sure. anything from, from CrossFit through to powerlifting. And yeah. right now, I suppose, my training is more uh, tailored around Olympic lifting, which is um, lifting you see, obviously, at the Olympics. Yes. So where they're little tidies and they lift the weights above yeah, their yeah. heads. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, I, I really enjoy, uh, I call it um, violent poetry. So okay. um, it's, it's very, like, it's, it's one of those things that when you start, you start to understand how much, like, uh, everything goes into it. It's obviously not just lifting weights anymore. It's a matter of like timing and precision and, and the, like the levers. And so, cause it's so complex, I think yeah. that's what it draws a lot of people towards sports sure. like that. So sure. from the outside, it's just picking up weights, but on the inside, you sort of look at it. It's the same as riding a bike or rock climbing or sure. um, anything else. But yeah, so that's probably where my training sort of goes at this point in time. But I'd say as far as sport, like business is my sport. I love public speaking. I love doing all that sort of stuff. So mm. I really sort of take my sport mentality over into those areas of my life as well. Which is awesome. So you also are part of an amazing podcast called Mind Over Movement that you host with the amazing Lauren Duet. So would you tell the listeners a little bit about it and how they can find you and what your podcast is about, please? Well, I can for sure. We've actually been had a bit of a hiatus yeah. um, on Mind Over Movement. We haven't um, had a podcast for oh, probably since maybe November last year. Yeah, yeah. So we're just having a bit of a break leading into the start of this year and sort of see what we wanted to do and with a few of that. Otherwise, I mean, we, we had that podcast for a year and a half, I think. So, yeah, and there's some um, plenty of great episodes for everyone to go and catch up absolutely. on. You know? It's fantastic. Yeah. It's good listening. Yeah, we had... Yeah, thank you. We had some we had some great interviews as well. We had a great couple of great topics, and I think the best ones were when Lauren and I didn't agree on things, um, which I think is really important. It's easy to sort of get two people on a podcast to agree, but to get yeah. two different sort of sides of it, um, I think is really powerful. So, um, yeah, so one of them, obviously, you can find that on the Wellness Couch, um, either on iTunes or the wellnesscouch.com. There is about 70-odd yeah. backlog of, of podcasts of us ranting of some sort, but... Um, there's been a lot of great interviews and a lot of good interviews with people like um, like Bobby Maximus. Bobby Maximus was yes. um, he's out of Jim Jones, which is Jim in Salt Lake City, but um, he's an amazing leader and his um, principles for life are very powerful. So some great ones with him. Um, we've interviewed a few of my other mates from um, over in America that I've done some training with, yes. and 
they're they're really very intelligent intelligent men and women, and um, they've got a, a lot to give. So, um, of course, I would blow hot smoke up that because I think there's some great episodes in there. Oh, there is, and what I what I really loved about it is even when you and Lauren were dis- disagreeing and violently disagreeing, you still <laughs> had respect for no, you still had respect for each other's point of view, and opposing views. You know, you ma- you made me think. I can only talk for myself, but you made me think and go, hmm, okay, there is two sides of looking at this, and you know, sometimes I don't think I agreed with either of you, but that's okay. That's your point of view, and you know, totally. I always felt like I was educated and I learned something listening. So you know, I encourage Beautiful. everyone to go and listen because there's a lot there to listen to so dave what's coming up in 2017 for you what's the plans for the business for dave nixon are you going traveling are you you know what's the plan well, i've spent the last about 10 weeks in the last two years in the states traveling and training and and interviewing a lot of people over there yes. um so i'll go back again this year um okay i've uh, i've got more seminars coming up this year um so uh, i've got one on the 4th and 5th of february uh, in sydney that i'm running it's a two-day one called um Beyond the Barbell, which goes into conscious coaching, where we coach coaches how to understand different learning preferences and uh, go through my 15 commandments of coaching um, and then right through to, um, on the second day, um, the functional athlete, which talks about prehab and rehab and looking at an individual as an individual as opposed to a, a generic um fitness program i suppose so a lot more of that sort of stuff um yeah i'll go back again to the states and do some training and work with the guys over there that i've built relationships with um otherwise i've really enjoyed giving a lot of my time to my my group of coaches so i've got about 11 coaches including 11 on our team here in canberra yes and um so yeah among doing that and also um mentoring a lot of other gym owners and PTs and coaches. I really enjoy um, spending time doing that. So that's really this year is about making sure I can, because um, I'm quite an ADHD dominant kid, <laughs> to really sort of consolidate where my, my energy and my time goes and make sure that I'm, I'm really um, giving as best I can. So I've got a few other sort of, um, I, uh, the reference I use would be I've got a couple of tabs to close. I've got 90,000 words down for a book that I've got to finish editing. <laughs> And um, I'm also building a functional training certification with OnFit Training College. So, oh, that's fantastic. Um, just finishing off those things as well, so which will help. I think you're going to have a very full, um, full, busy, you know, happy year, Mr. Nixon, by the sounds of things. It's always exciting on my side, I promise you. I love I, it. I, I, I have no it. idea what's coming. <laughs> now, I think I kind of like it that way just a little bit, so, you know. Most people like to watch and find out what happens. Yeah. Sure. So, so, Dave, tell my amazing listeners where they can find you, how they can contact you, get more information, you know, please. Um, you can find me, obviously, through the Mind Over Movement. Uh, otherwise, follow the Human Movement um, on Facebook. Um, uh, DDNix, D-D-N-I-X on Instagram. I do a lot of my social media content through the Human Movement and DDNix which is usually just um, a lot of... Uh, I'm doing a video a day at the moment for 365 days. Um, so that's all going through the human movement. Um, otherwise, they're probably the two main areas. If you want, to, if you have any questions, you want to obviously contact me directly, then you're always welcome to email me at davidfunkfitness, f-u-n-c-fitness.com.au. Um, I'm very accessible, um, and I'll, I'll give my time to... to honest, to most people. I don't think I've met someone yet that I wouldn't give my time to. So... Um, <laughs> At least once, but otherwise, yeah, so I'm very accessible in those sort of realms. Otherwise, um, they're probably the easiest ways, I'd say, without giving my mobile number over on your podcast. No, please, let's let's not do that. 
Please let's not do uh, that. <laughs> my, my, my number is very accessible as well. So that's that's awesome. Well, I will make sure I put all these links on the show notes when the show goes live. So if anyone needs to find Dave, trust me, you can find him. And if you if you can't find him, come contact me and I'll tell you how to find him. So, you know. Um, Dave, thank you so much for being on my show today. It has been so wonderful to spend this time for you, time with you. Thank you very much for having me. I thank really you. enjoyed it. Thank you. It's so, a good excuse to talk with you for a while. Oh, exactly. I know. We shouldn't have had a pod- shouldn't have taken a podcast to do it. But anyway, we'll be better from now on. So I think that's just the excuse. Exactly. Exactly. So I would like to thank you all for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. If you liked it, I would love you to subscribe to my show on iTunes and please give it a rating. Feel free to share this episode with your family and friends. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and visit my website www.wendysway.com.au. I hope you all have a happy, safe and blessed day. Please remember, it takes a village. Be kind to yourselves always and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.